I would like to reread the last portion of Psalm 133, verse 3. The last few words say, For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. There the Lord commanded the blessing. There are several things in Scripture that the Lord commanded. You can go all the way back to Genesis 2 when He commanded man not to... Well, He said He could eat from any fruit of the Garden of Eden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And man broke that commandment. God made a new commandment that He leave that beautiful garden. Never return. A little farther, God commanded Noah to build an ark to the saving of his family. Noah followed that command. And then God commanded the animals to come two by two, male and female, each of their kind, and they came. And they were all saved from the flood. God commanded the plagues upon Egypt when Pharaoh wouldn't let his people go and those plagues came. God moved through Moses many times giving him commands in the wilderness. And what happened? One, the sea parted. God delivered His children. They walked through on dry ground. And then He closed those seas on Pharaoh's army. And it said they'll see them for never never again. He delivered them from Pharaoh forevermore. Water came from a rock. Manna came from heaven. Quail came flying through the camp. We sang about the, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, even in this service. That happened. The walls of Jericho fell when they followed God's command and marched around it as He directed. The sun stood still for the space of a day when the Lord commanded it. The Lord fed Elijah with ravens at God's command. If you know those birds or anything about them, they worry about eating themselves and not giving their food to somebody else, let alone another bird, let alone a man. But God commanded them, and they fed Elijah. Later, God continued to take care of Elijah and commanded the widow lady who had nothing left but save a little meal and oil and one stick that she was going to go feed her family and that would be it. But she followed the command of the Lord to feed Elijah first and then the Lord took care of her. God commanded it and it happened. Jesus, when He was walking here on earth, commanded things and they happened as well. He commanded the sea to be calm when they were all out in a boat and He was sleeping and the disciples were worried they would perish. And Jesus just when they woke Him up said, Master, carest not that we perish. And He just said, Peace be still. And the waves were instantly calm. 
He commanded that evil spirit came out of people, and they did. He commanded that Lazarus be raised from the dead after he was in the grave for four days, and he came forth. He commanded that the blind see and the deaf hear. And they did. Wonderful, wonderful things. Every one of them that the Lord commanded came to pass. So we have every right and reason to believe and expect that if we dwell in that right place, that place it says here, brethren dwelling together in unity, that the Lord, as it says here, will command the blessing for you. Yes, He wants to command a blessing for you this morning. It says, behold, how good. I like the sound of that. How good it is. Uh, Can't you just imagine how David was feeling here when the Lord was directing him to pin these words? He was probably just thinking of the good times he had in the house of the Lord with those brethren that he was in unity with. And he just thought of the good times. Those good times when they were together. Oh, with he was with God's people. And he remembered worshiping with them. And how blessed that was. And it is a blessing. And it's pleasant. You just can't beat it. He even went as far as to equate unity with the very place that God commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I just wonder what kind of blessing God would like to command for you today. If you dwell as He desires for Him, if you live the way He desires for you to live, why, He has a blessing for you. The key is living in that special place where God can bless us. And He will. We can cultivate an environment where God can work. And He will work. It's there in that place that God can command the blessing. Just to add to that benefit, it's good and it's pleasant. What a precious thing we have here. That place where God can command the blessing and He will command it and it will happen. What a thrill to think that that's even possible. We can each individually, with the help of the Lord, do our part also that the Lord can command the blessing in each and every person here this morning. Everyone that's listening by way of radio or on the Internet, the Lord has a blessing for you this morning. When we meet His conditions, He will command it every time. That's right where I want to live. It's that special place. What a place. Sanctified, holy, one just like they were on that day of Pentecost. In one place, in one accord, what happened when they were in one place, one accord? God commanded the blessing. And He came. And He filled that upper room. Every one of them that were there. He wants to command a blessing like that again this very morning. He'll do that if we come together in unity, remain in unity, just live our lives in unity. Oh, it's that precious place that David was talking about here. That's that place where God can command the blessing, even life evermore. 
This precious gospel is to the whosoever will. And we're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we thank God for those that dwelt together in unity way before our times even to make it available to us. That we're faithful to the cause of Christ to have this to be handed down. Even I'm thankful to it for me. Over 100 years the Lord has been saving souls on these grounds. This marks the 100th year of our anniversary on this on these campgrounds and camp meetings. But uh, the Lord has been here. And I look back, even at my own heritage, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore, to my grandparents on both sides of my family. He saves the whosoever will. On my mom's side, my great-grandma Gladys Pashak was a young mother. She had gangrene in one foot. And the doctors told her, that if she didn't have that foot amputated, it hurt, she would die. And she didn't know what to do. She didn't want to have it amputated. And she didn't at that time know the Lord. But she said she went into her closet and prayed and just spilled her heart out to the Lord. Didn't really know what to say. That doesn't really matter. She just poured out her heart to the Lord and said, Lord, if You'll heal me, I'll serve You. She said that God came down into that little dark closet and it's as if the sun were shining in there, lit it up as He came down and commanded the blessing, even life evermore, as He saved her soul there. He also healed her and He kept her. She raised her daughters or her children in this wonderful way, one of which was my grandmother, Valida, and he commanded the blessing, later on saved her soul at a young age. He also commanded the blessing, even life evermore, for my mother, which who then in turn raised me in this blessed gospel. On my father's side, my grandfather, Bert Butler, who passed away before I was ever born, gave his heart to the Lord. The Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore, when He prayed that prayer. And my grandma Anna as well. And then they raised my father in this gospel. And together, uh, they did their best. And at a certain age, my father gave his heart to the Lord. The Lord commanded the blessing right there, life evermore. Because people were faithful to hand the gospel down as he uh, progressed Early on in his Christian life, he was blessed to move in with brother, brother Harold and sister Sally Barrett, who he said helped stabilize his Christian life, greatly influenced him. And then as time moves forward in 1984, right down there, I could point to the place where God had been dealing with my heart. The events that led up to that, I was in my little fishing boat out in Nia Bay, uh, going out into the ocean, and a big wave came right over the top of it, filled the boat with water. I feared for my life. I did not know the Lord personally as my Savior at that time. Knew how I should have lived, but I wasn't living that way. And I, there in that boat, as I feared for my life, it would roll to one side and back to the other as I bailed water out with just a little plastic 
Tupperware container. I was talking to the Lord. He had my attention. I said, Lord, if you, I guess I prayed much like my grandma Pajak, if you'll save me, I'll give my heart to you. And there, out there in the water, the Lord, He answered my prayer and He saved me there. And then right just a few months later, right down there at that spot, the Lord came into my heart. Oh, He there, who was there praying with me, but Brother Harold Barrett, Right over me, let me tell you, when he prayed, you felt the Spirit of the Lord. And I felt it as the Lord came down and filled my soul. What a blessing it was. Came in, and there was the blessing, even life evermore. I know that you heard my wife's testimony briefly. I just want to expand on it a little bit. Just quickly add a couple things. That property where they lived in Pomona, Illinois, they have about 90 acres. The family still owns that. I've been there. It's out in the country. And more than once, it's marveled me to think that God's people, somewhere here in Portland at the church office, had published a paper. And that paper had in it how to get saved, how to get sanctified, how to get your baptism. And it talked about the Lord's miraculous healings. And as Lisa's grandmother read, two papers came to, it's her great-grandmother, came to that farm in 1916. She held, she read both of them. And she held up the one from the apostolic faith and said, this is the one with the power in it. Amen. There's power in it. And she prayed. And if you know Bill Cripp's testimony, he said she prayed like they told her to and God saved her like He said He would. He did. But I have marveled over and over again at how far out in the country that is that that paper somehow found its way there. God commanded that it got there. And it got there. And then, the faithfulness of the Lord, it was just His faithfulness that she prayed, and Lord, there commanded the blessing once again, even life evermore. This Gospel is for the whosoever will. The whosoever will have found God to be faithful over and over and over. And He would love to save you this morning if you need to be saved. He would love to command the blessing, even life evermore for you. It's yours for the asking. If you need to be sanctified, oh, it's yours for the asking. The Lord will give you that blessed unity that He's talking about there. Oh, He will command the blessing. You just come and meet the condition. If you need your baptism, the Lord would just love to fill your vessel this morning. He would just love to come down and touch you right where you are. He touched her great-grandmother in Pomona, Illinois on a farm. The Lord knows right where you are this morning. And He will come and He will meet you. He will do it. This is for the whosoever will. You can write your name 
right there. May the Lord command the blessing for you this morning, even life evermore. As you pray where you are, may God meet you there. May He bless you. May God bless every one of us.